Dance Your Heart on Fire podcast, episode number 38. Then, of course, uh, well, Tin Man will, will, will enjoy this one. Um, I have said in a workshop that leads, you have three things that you re- really need to work on, that we're going to work on, that are extremely important. And I was like, the first one, musicality. The second one, musicality. The third one, let me think. Ah, what did I say? Ah, the third one. Music out. <laughs> Welcome to the Dance Your Heart on Fire podcast, the podcast dedicated to inspiring dancers worldwide whose hearts have been touched by music and dance. The universal language of dance and music is spoken by many of us throughout the world. We want to motivate the dancer in you by sharing stories, insights, and ideas to enhance your journey. Join us now with your host, Charles Ogar. Hello, hello, everyone. This is Charles with the Dance Your Heart on Fire podcast coming at you with another episode. And with this particular episode, I'm pretty happy to have a really cool guy that was actually in my my home this past weekend at Neo Kids HQ. And we had a lot of fun dancing uh, at the house party that I had here and then even afterwards and talking, things like that. Um, but we have on the line Mr. Audi MPK, and he's a Kizoma instructor here in the States. And I'll just let give him a few moments here to say hello and give himself a little snapshot of what he does in the Kizoma scene today. Hello, hello, everyone. Like, as you said, I guess this is um, Audi MPK, and it is a pleasure to be on the phone, on the line with Mr. Neo Keys himself, Charles <laughs> Now, it definitely was a pleasure. Excellent time um, at the house party. A lot of fun, a lot of laughs, uh, great banter, good conversation after. So, I guess what I do in the States, I guess that I am a instructor of Kizomba, um, specialty Urban Keys and Tarasha. Tarasha. <laughs> Tarasha. With the French accent. Ah, <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry, slipped up. No, it's good. <laughs> but yeah, I. Well, I guess would you like me to? I guess give. I guess sort of background a bit. Yeah, for sure. So I'm your Kizoma instructor here in the states, and we're going to get kind of kind of go about, go down memory lane and talk a little bit about your history and things like that. Um, the house party was definitely an awesome time. Um, we have some cool videos for you guys about with Audie and I dancing together with a really fun follow named Pamela. And we'll put those videos in the show notes so you listeners can check them out. Um, but yeah, we're both Kizoma instructors here in the U.S. who now both live in Texas. We'll get more into that in a second. But let's go ahead, Audie, and let the people know, like, when when was your first taste of dance? Not necessarily Kizomba, but just dance overall. Dance overall. Um, of course, I've sort of had a hip-hop, R&B background. So I have 
I guess I always done the kind of fat, I guess, dances, if you want to say, that kind of come out through the hip hop songs mm-hmm. and album shake, I don't know, uh, the WAP. <laughs> so it's actually, I've listened to so much Kizama music, I, I forgot a lot of it. <laughs> Where um, were you born? I was actually born in Dallas, Texas, in uh, Plano, Texas, actually, to be exact. And then moved and went to France for middle school. And I uh, lived with my uncle there. And then moved back to the back to the States. Uh, my mom was here. She was missing me. I was missing her as well. I uh, went to high school in Nashville. Mm-hmm. And, you know, kind of got into the hip hop scene and everything. And uh, that's kind of where I guess I first started dancing, really. Um, Did you like go to like hip hop dance classes? Were you part like a hip hop crew or anything like that? uh, Wasn't anything like that, of course, watching um, So You Think You Can Dance and uh, these uh, type of films. So, you know, you're in the living room, had to scoot the sofa to the side, (laughs) try to see what I can do. Um, But. No, I really just, you know, just just listening to the music and music videos of hip hop and then trying to do the Harlem Shake and then, of course, going to clubs and um, the hip hop club and kind of going in. And I guess in high school, that's where it was actually fun, where we actually, I guess, danced and had a good time. And then I guess at the university ages, um, I don't know, I guess everybody becomes a bit stuck up or trying to be cool mm-hmm. and so, so you pay twenty dollars to get into the club just to really pay more money for drinks stand there bob your head a bit sway a bit but yeah. it was really i guess dancing so that was kind of really the beginning part of it um that i never one thought that i would dance um never had a feeling of wanting to dance or anything and then to i guess then progress. Um, then I was in university and was in France and hanging out with um, some African friends mm-hmm. and so much listening to Sukus and South African house music and Kuduro Afro house, etc. And uh, believe it or not, they actually played Kizomba. And I remember watching, um, I guess the the couple of my friends dancing it, just mm-hmm. kind of in the apartment. Uh, it wasn't so appealing. Um, it was kind of like, hey, I saw it. Oh, okay, I've never really seen a partner dance besides salsa and bachata, mm-hmm. and, and you know, ballroom dance with the stars, etc. So this was kind of something different that I hadn't seen. So it wasn't it wasn't too bad, but uh, it didn't grab me, I guess, uh, right at the moment. And then I guess because of the Afro house and them, I guess knowing Kizomba, we then went to a club in Marseille. I got you. And, uh, from there, I walked in, and it could have been 70, 80 people in the room. Um, I don't know, walked in, high energy, music banging. Um, and then I guess saw, I guess then the urban style of Kizomba, and I guess having a hip-hop background, it was kind of that, oh, this this doesn't look like it's, you know, ballroom, or maybe a bit stuck up, or maybe, you know, hey, this wouldn't really be my style. It was kind of something I sort of really related to. And I think with it being so many people in the room, that high energy, mm-hmm. I was probably there for just a few minutes and was like, what? What? What, what is this? Where, where am I at? Yeah. Why, 
I've seen this before. And for the fact that it was in a club and I was so used to how you go to a club and I guess sort of that sort of dance isn't so much or especially partner dance isn't so much in the American culture. It was like to be in a club, to see the bar, to see different nationalities and them dancing like this, it, it really was something different that I, I guess I fell addicted to right away. And then combined with not only the partner dancing, then they dropped the Afro house. And then it was like all the African music that I like that I've started to really get accustomed to um, living in France. And then to have the line and everybody following and then just the energy, mm-hmm. the DJ, and then they shout out smoke. And from then it was like, oh, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm about to move my bed here and I'll be here every day. Nice, nice, nice. So you had this awesome time at the club. You saw the urban side of Kizoma that was more appealing to you with your hip hop and, and R&B background and things like that. So what were your next steps? What were your decisions? Did you jump into classes? Did you just did you try to dance that same night? I did um, because we went uh, with the group. I then tried to have. I guess a couple of the ladies and guys tried to show me, um, so how do I do this, et cetera. But of course, at the beginning, it's hard to you know, practice and get dances when the person you're trying to dance with is a bit more advanced than you. And of course, mm-hmm. they want to get time to dance with people. So I had you know, a girl lead me, back lead me sort of, hey, you know, this step, that step, one, two, three, marker, et cetera. Um, I had a guy showing me the same. And then I just kind of sat back and I just watched like it's crazy. I don't know how he's doing it. And even just the the one, two, three, even just the walking. Mm-hmm. It was it was interesting how why is he walking so smooth, but I feel like I can't do it. And really after that point, it was I think just seeing them have fun and then the energy and the amount of people, I immediately went home and was like, Okay, so the dance was called Kizomba and like most people let me type in Kizomba in YouTube. Yeah. Let me some things um then you know kind of through that time uh my friends there they showed me a couple of the steps sort of the basic okay i had that and then i believe i went to a class and there i was able to a bit more understand sort of the base of walking and the touch of vergula etc and then really to be honest from there um being a broke college student, <laughs> I, I couldn't um, I couldn't go to too many classes, and I was playing football. Um, and football meaning soccer. Uh, yes, and I was getting uh, paid, I guess, monthly. So it wasn't like too much. Um, oh, and as well, I played American football there as well. I, I got you, and. Um, and, you know, getting paid, I guess, monthly, it was kind of hard to, you know, budget through that whole month and then to pay the 10, 10 euros or whatnot to go to the classes. Mm-hmm. So then I guess because I became so addicted to it, I was watching videos and dancing by myself. And I guess most people find it interesting that, oh, OK, you're watching videos and, you know, trying to progress rather than taking classes. But I think um, starting off with good habits, I think is key actually, because those, you start to develop those habits and they really stick. Mm-hmm. 
So I remember that early with my first class or after my first two, um, I really took away from it musicality and leading is like extremely important. And the musicality I've sort of already always had. Um, I listened to hip hop and other things. Then once I started to listen to the African music, it was, you know, certain instruments and it's things that it was just, hey, you have your tempo, you have that downbeat, but you have these other things that it was just, they just hit your body and they sort of make you move. So I was sort of just, you know, wasn't a dancer at all. Um, probably didn't move my feet at all, but my, you know, shoulders, arms, uh, moving my upper body to different elements, I think I've always had. And so once I sort of heard how important musicality was and I didn't know anything else, um, and to not be with the musicality or on beat, I think that was the thing that was talked about uh, sort of in the, I really didn't necessarily say this, but the black community of, you know, having rhythm and different things. For sure. So I, I don't know, I guess I just hung on to that. And so... I watched a lot of different videos of different people. Um, I'm curious did, to know who you watched. Was there any particular couple that stood out to you or any classes in Paris of instructors that stood out to you? To be honest, I think like most people, I think my first video was Albir and Sarah. Albir! <laughs> Albir. And, um, but I think what is a bit different in my case was when I would go out to the socials, you see people dancing differently than out here. Yeah. And for me, it was this, well, well, where's his videos at? Or I want to watch him on YouTube. Mm -hmm. type of, um, I really like what he's doing there. <clears throat> so I think it, I had this influence that was a bit different for, I guess, most dancers in the U.S., um, seeing that Urban Keys is sort of in its um, infancy here. Definitely. So um, I was already, I guess, that beginning influence looking at advanced, kind of skilled Urban Keys dancers. And, um, and from that, I guess, combined with watching videos and different things, and then I think I stumbled along Laurent Adeline, um, and I remember their technical step videos. Yes. Way back. We'll put some of those videos in the show notes for those of you that haven't seen them yet. I think there's like five of them. I think it is actually. And, um, and those were impressive. Um, so it's crazy to see their evolution as well. Um, and to watch the technical steps and they're still like, it was just such an advanced level even at that time. Um, and then I think I went to a class in Paris and then what's shocking is uh, was in... I'm going to Kizzy's class. And I was like, after, you know, through the journey of learning Kizomba, then it became, wait a minute, I think I've seen these two or heard of them before. And so it was interesting at the time, it's kind of just like, oh, okay, these are instructors. And I was there like once and kind of left. And I was like, okay, that was like, cool. That was, they, they weren't bad at all. Um, to where now I've, you know, through that Kizomba journey, I'm constantly, you know, listening to Kizomba music, watching videos. It's like my world is kind of just centered around Kizomba now. Um, now it's just watching different artists and seeing their inspiration, seeing how they 
show their personality and style in their dance is, you know, I guess quite amazing. Something that I really, I guess, admire in everyone and in, in, in each style. That's awesome. Um, and then I will say, picked up on Kizomba, what I say, three years ago. So about a year, three fourths of a year in in France, right before I left. So came to the U.S. and then I guess went to Nashville, searching for Kizomba there. Uh, it wasn't much of a scene there, uh, not really at all. Um, and then people. Oh, well, luckily, then there's a guy named um, Alan that was in Nashville. Mm-hmm. So sort of the word Kizomba was floating around um, thanks to him. And but then, of course, he moved, changed cities, and then there was really nobody dancing Kizomba. And so once some people saw me dancing it, um, I, I guess they asked me, hey, uh, do you teach this? Or I want to learn this, etc." So that kind of put me into the teaching role. At first, I was a bit nervous. I uh, haven't really taught anything, actually, before that. I don't even think not even tutoring, really. I got you. Um, and I guess from that point, uh, I just decided to create a class, kind of read up on how I'm supposed to do this, what other people are doing, who are where I want to get to, and I guess started teaching classes, and at first um, it was, I guess, choreography, the best way. Um, yeah, just teaching, like, little patterns and stuff like that. Exactly. Um, and then as time went on, I started to understand, um, or I saw that a lot of different students don't get, or don't learn a lot, or don't learn technique from, you know, patterns. Mm-hmm. Um it's like, hey, okay, maybe you succeeded to do this pattern today, but what about when I want to change up the pattern? Or what about when I want to do this move at a different time where I don't really have the technique or I don't have the follow in that exact same place to, you know, do what I want to do? And kind of just fast forward and then I'll jump back. Um, I really, I guess, feel like my pedagogy kind of improved after a private with Guani and Kizzy in the U.S. Nice sort of worked on dancing for half of it and another half worked on um you know pedagogy and and so that is, i guess have made me really confident in my pedagogy and being able to um you know control the room and give you know the knowledge and the passion that i have to see others progress progress in um classes um so to fast forward back Mm-hmm. I will say, after starting learning and progressing, I would say I've been, I was dancing Kizomba for a year and a half. And then I started to, well, then I realized that the, well, Kizomba, well, let me, you know, use the terms correctly. So they're dancing Urban Keys for a year and a half. And then Kizomba, I saw that it was a bit more popular in the U.S. So then mm-hmm. they kind of struck something in me to where I, I need to learn how to do this. Um in France, I realized quick, I guess because of how far along they are, you need to be, I guess, balanced in all of them because, of course, you have your preference and, you know, your background of dance will lead you down a certain path. Um, but you don't want to be the guy that dances urban keys and when they start playing key zomba, 
you, you know, go sit down. You want to be able to, you know, have fun, be up, dance every song. You want to be well-rounded. Exactly. And I think I was focused on Urban Keys at the time in um, France, so I never really actually touched into um, Kizomba. So I never really started with that. I had a background in that. Quick question for you. Uh, In Paris, you said your focus more on Urban Kids were at the parties. Was it like strictly Urban Kids? Did they play any Kizomba or did they play it and you not just dance it? Or how how was your exposure there? Um, They played mostly urban keys um because I, I think that's give kind me a of, percentage of, of in a percentage like, I would like say, a typical social night i would say could have been 80 to 20 urban keys or 85 to 15 mm, nice i got you and it could have depended on the party i do recall going to a party in marseille mm-hmm. that i think might have been actually well balanced. Um, I remember hearing a lot of Kizomba, then kind of wondering, of course, you start with Urban and you're like, okay, so where's the other songs that I'm used to hearing? What type of songs are these? So it was kind of different. Um, but I think that was in Marseille. And of course I had, um, I went to several parties that were majority Urban, but definitely in Paris, uh, my time's going up there. Uh, it was definitely a lot of Urban Keys and, um, you know, that good fix for, I guess, Urban Keys dancers primarily of nice. Kizomba. Um, and to where now, well, I guess at the time, I actually never, well, I realized because it was said that you don't dance Urban Keys style to Kizomba playing. For sure. You know? And you don't want to be that guy and even your you know, instructors, taxi dancers, people that are skilled, you wouldn't see them do that. Correct. I guess I just wouldn't dance. I didn't really have, um, I guess, the bass and understood how to dance Kizomba. And to be honest, I was listening to African music, but Mm -hmm. to listen to Kizomba music at the time, it didn't interest me as much. And then to fast forward, now being in the U.S., um, teaching uh saw where kizomba was more popular here here so i wanted to be well well rounded mm-hmm. and once i started to hey let me work on my kizomba let me work on my simba let me take a few classes um i started to appreciate it a lot more i started to see where by never trying something you may not really understand it or have the interest in it but once okay. you try see different elements and aspects of it that you wouldn't have seen unless you were dancing it or partaking in it. Yeah, definitely. Um, I would definitely say like my appreciation for <laughs> traditional Kizoma started with uh, Marietta and Aaron um, just because they were like, they had such an awesome energy, you know, um, because, you know, sometimes, I mean, we're both well, pretty aware of not everywhere you go, but someplace that you go, sometimes there's some tension uh, between urban kids uh, people and and more traditional slash authentic people, and I got a little bit of that because I kind of set my my stake in the ground on the urban side of things from the beginning, you know. Um, but just because you prefer urban or th- that's what moves you, and you're honest with that feeling, I feel it doesn't mean that you're ignorant of the culture where it came from, of, of not just kizomba but just dance overall, you know. 
Um, so I can definitely say that's where my appreciation for traditional started. Um, and just because of their, their energy and like the positivity, you know? No, definitely. Um, I will say that uh, before I really, I guess, jumped into Kizomba, um, it was almost a similar situation to take. It took someone that was open to, I guess, understanding, hey, there's a side of Urban Keys, and hey, there's a side of Kizomba, and Kizomba was the, the, the origin, it's authentic, coming from Angola, and, you know, it was sort of just said, like, you know, appreciate sort of where it, where it came from. Appreciate that you wouldn't have Urban Keys if Kizomba didn't exist first. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, that like made sense. And of course, it's 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 open and warm invitation to let me not as true. Let me find out more about the culture. So I took an excellent class about the history with Lucia and um, I've talked to you as well and mm-hmm. got great information. And it definitely really makes you like appreciate as much as I love urban and it speaks to my soul and everything. I have over time really appreciated, you know, certain Kizomba songs and that feeling that it gives because then I arrived to the point that, as you said, everyone has their preference, maybe due to background or whatever. It's not a, oh, you dance urban, you need to dance the real thing or whatever, whatever. Um, Because different people, you know. The music is going to move them in different ways, you know. Exactly. Um, the same with like regular music. Um, there's plenty of Americans that probably never listened to African music before. Mm-hmm. Normal, you're born in America, and if you didn't have any African influence around you, you probably wouldn't be music that would just speak to you. And so, of course, maybe if you're born in Africa and you're used to the African instruments and everything, you hear Kizomba and it just speaks to you. Yeah, for or sure. You're born in Sweden somewhere and you've listening to pop and hip hop music, I mean, it's more than likely you'll hear Kizomba music and it wouldn't speak to you as much, but um, definitely, I would definitely suggest um, learning both, being balanced um, and actually learning both really make you a better lead and follow. Um, I have really realized that. The lead aspect in urban you of course it's the different moves different places Um, and my perspective i think you develop more of a sense of musicality um in urban if the individual isn't so eager to learn the moves and the teacher doesn't teach everything on tempo yeah definitely that's a big that's a good point Definitely. I'm listening listening to Ghetto Zook and remixes and just the urban instrumental, the, these songs. You you hear so many different elements that, in my opinion, it's easy to, to grab and connect to and move to. Um, to where, in my opinion, not so much. It's a bit more difficult for me and authentic. Yes. But then by dancing authentic, it allowed me to really be able to connect and of course you can connect in urban and having a distance but also the connection of being close of really just enjoying the dance um enjoying sort of basic steps enjoying just the vibe and feeling of flowing together and listening to the same song and that feeling that the song is giving you and leading with your body 
that's something I, I, I learned with learning Kizomba. Learning to lead with the body is huge. And I feel like it just makes you that much more well-rounded, you know, um, because your frame is an extension of your body. So if you understand what your body's supposed to be doing, then your, your body can match to that, you know? Exactly. Um, I've seen several people that they lead with their arms and their body doesn't correlate or flow with what their arms and frame is doing. For sure. So and it's definitely. Definitely. And another aspect that's that I've had uh, discussed on this podcast as well is that my top love language is physical touch and words of affirmation. Those are my top two. So for me, I really do enjoy the closed embrace. Like, I mean, there's scientific studies of hugging somebody for 20, 30 seconds releases oxytocin in the brain, you know. So there's definitely benefits to that, you know, outside of like developing the flow and all that kind of stuff. But I think it really just boils down to flowing with the music that's being played at that particular time. But even if you are in closed position, you can still do urban, you know? You can, definitely. And on the follow side, especially as you, as you said, um, with Marietta and Aaron, um, who introduced uh, or sort of opened you up to Kizomba, they have trained uh, Pamela. Mm-hmm. And so you were training Pamela as well. So this is a good example. Um, of a follow this habit that has had both for um, sure i have noticed that she that you get this flow from authentic and this way of moving your body and connecting and flowing with your lead body mm-hmm. and then from urban you get this level of sensitivity and listening to your lead and you can go in any direction at any moment for and sure paying attention to your balance, control, just the little techniques that that you must have and to be able to move all over the place like they like they do in urban. Um, so it's really sort of you limit yourself by not learning both, actually. I agree completely. Let's take a quick moment to thank our sponsors. Have you been looking to level up your Kizomba, but you don't have the local instructors to take you there? Are you looking for something concrete to practice with your Kizomba partner? Or are you looking for Kizomba lessons that you can take on your schedule and the comfort of your home? If you answered yes to any of these questions, look no further. LearnToKids.com is what you need. Progressive, step-by-step lessons that you can take at your pace in the comfort of your home or anywhere with a solid internet connection on your PC, Mac, or any smartphone. New videos are added every month. You can try this awesome resource out 30 days free at learntokids.com slash podcast. After the 30 days free, it's only a low $15 per month. But again, the special offer for the Dance Your Heart On Fire listeners, 30 days free at learntokids.com slash podcast. You won't find this offer anywhere else. Learntokids.com slash podcast. And now back to our show. So on that note, I'd like to, you have your, this MPK at the end of your name. I wanted to give you um, a few minutes to talk about what that stands for. Maybe there's a story behind it of how it came to be. I'm pretty sure some people would love to to hear that story. So the MPK. Huh? So now, of course, uh, MPK standing for musicality, personality, and kizomba. Musicality, of course, is just as other people have heard me say, musicality is the most important thing. The Holy Grail. There we go. 
then of course, uh, well, Tin Man will 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 enjoy this one. Um, I have said in a workshop that leads. You have three things that you really need to work on that we're going to work on that are extremely important. And I was like, the first one, musicality. The second one, musicality. The third one, let me think. Ah, what did I say? Ah, the third one, musicality. (laughs) (laughs) It's extremely important. Me and you both know it is, you know, beautiful to watch someone because one, we're listening to the music so Mm -hmm. we can all hear this rhythm, the different instruments and everything. And the music see. inspires the movement, man. Like exactly. you, You're not trying to move and then you hear music. You know, you're letting the music into you and, and control your body, you know? It's, it's a difference. Exactly. You, well, I mean, why have the song if you're not going to move to the song? Exactly. You might as well just, I tell people, if you're not going to dance to the song, I might as well put on a metronome and just have that count the BPMs and then you can dance on tempo to all your different things because you're not dancing to the song, you know? Exactly. Um, I was speaking to Eddie Vince one day and he was telling me um, the music is the master. The music is the puppet master that in a sense controls the dancers. So you can't not dance or not listen to the puppet master but it's the music that is making you do things. Um, and so it's almost, I look at it as, one, we know if we were listening to, to, to music and one was dancing. If they're not on a rhythm, most people and a lot of people will say, what, what is this or what is he doing or is he not listening to the same thing I'm listening to? Mm-hmm. I say that this is this sort of base level. And then it progresses to, okay, so you have the tempo, you have the bass beat, and you're on rhythm. Well, now to get past this basic stage, you have these other instruments that make up this song. And make it unique. Exactly. That now you as dancer need to progress to dance on these other instruments as well. Because as you said, exactly, they, they, they make up the song and they make it unique. So therefore, when you dance, each, I guess, session of dancing is different due to, due to the song. Mm-hmm. So you may say, hey, I'm going to take the basic walking, men's side, women's side, vergula. I mean, we can even stick with just, just those. And one who is musical, you play three songs, and with only those moves, all three songs would be different. Completely different. Exactly. And it is really pleasant, one, on the eyes, and it is pleasant for you as a lead once you arrive to a point where you're able to do it. And then it's extremely pleasant for the follow. Because imagine if you're a lead and you are musical. Or you have a song that you love and your favorite part of the song is coming up. And you either want to sing in this rhythm or do this movement or this pause and then the bass comes back, etc. And imagine that someone is controlling you, asking you to do these movements to follow them. And your favorite part comes up and they just blow right through. Mm-hmm. 
And you have to look at it in that manner that you are <clears throat> dancing with someone that you're trying to, I guess, please, I guess, in one sense of why you dance, why you do the moves, you want to have a good time, you want her to have a good time or to think that you are at a good level. So if you have this, I guess, perspective, you have to make sure that she is not bored because she's musical and she's listening to this song and you're just resting on the tempo, being basic. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and if you are able to be musical and the importance of musicality, just the, 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 a simple dance is just like, wow, because you were just in sync with the song. And if the song was great and gave you life, it's just even better. Definitely. And so, and so as you progress to being more advanced, I can say, I guess, um, progressing out to different movements, it becomes even better. Because not only was just being basic, it was great with musicality. Imagine now having the musicality and doing the movements that you want to do, that all leads want to progress to do, you know. Um, <clears throat> well, okay, talking too much. Um, but that, that's what, I mean, that goes into your personal interpretation of the music being musical, which leads to the second letter of the MPK, which is personality, right? Exactly. Um, so personality, um, it was just a sort of, you know, inspiration, I could say, with the, you know, style and show your style and kind of going through, um, I guess, this time of Kizomba where, you know, OK, you're dancing this way or that way where everybody kind of has their style. Mm -hmm. And. I guess for me, it was, you know, what kind of originates or what brings out your style is really your personality. Sometimes you can see people do certain things or dance a certain way, even sing a certain way, etc., draw a certain way mm -hmm. um, to their personality. And what makes it great is we're all extremely different. And there is, I guess, not to be, you know, cliche or kind of go on this wave of, you know, that's what's really beautiful is we can all do the same move and different movements in it will just be different and catered to kind of your personality, mm -hmm. how you feel, how you want to move. So um, with musicality being most important and then personality, just, hey, have musicality and then have a good time, express your personality <clears throat> and show your style sort of through what you're doing Definitely. So the can be with a lot of different things. Um, but then progressing to the K of course being Kizomba. So adding the musicality and the personality and your own personality and showing your follow your personality through your dance in the dance of Kizomba. That's awesome. I really appreciate um, you taking the time to explain that and kind of your, your viewpoints on musicality and and since kizomba is such a freestyle dance like you get to really do what you want to do from the first count of the music you know like there isn't like a basic step like you have in salsa bachata is really you have an open canvas uh right from the beginning and i know that can be difficult for some leads at times but it is really a, an opportunity to really express yourself you know and i know that's easier said than done 
But I think it's a, it's a worthy goal to strive for to kind of re- really express yourself to the music and what you feel, you know? Exactly. Um, I think to, you know, sort of work on that is what is excellent is, as you said, it is a free freestyle dance ready. You have free movement to go in any direction off of any step. So I think you you do. You have a shirt that says it's not on one, it's not on two. It's on but you. There we go. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's, it's excellent. It's true. Um, and a good benefit of that is one, as you said, it does um, make it a bit more, more difficult um, for some because you hear a lot of people that ask, you know, where is uh, where's the basic? I don't see the basic or I don't see this pattern or this base step that you you know, have to do, mm-hmm. but it allows you to, I guess, be at home. And I think that's really how I got to the level that I am now. I was just so addicted with Kizomba and the music that I was dancing constantly by myself. Um, I've heard some say, um, dancing with your, with your invisible partner, mm-hmm. that, really dancing by yourself you're you're able to really focus on certain movements and it's it's you really have to train and like work on it definitely um, ronnie like has a similar practice of that as well of dancing by himself and i guess we see where um, he is mm-hmm. so you definitely want to you know find out what makes certain people great or how they got into certain positions and try to you know, follow certain techniques or what they did to to get where they are, and um, <clears throat> and yeah. So dancing by yourself is is huge. With like anything, you you play soccer, you you know work on the on the on the technique by yourself of of kicking your foot motion. Um, you're in a sport. You're working on running, working on cutting. You kind of have to really dedicate this time to work on your technique by yourself because of course by yourself you can just focus on you by yourself you can listen to the song and you can work on movements with no one watching you can see what works you can work on steps how you take the step and so when you start to dance with your partner it you already have that aspect you already and that instills confidence as well exactly and it it does nothing but push you farther um, you're able to, hey, I have the movements down. I worked on it. So while you're dancing, you can then focus on your leading and musicality. You are sure. working about myself and I have my musicality down. I have my movements down. So now all I need to do is focus on leading. And that's really where you progress and become great, actually. Um, and I think that is a true key element. Um, classes and privates you know to get the technique to get this understanding that you don't have but you can't just take that understanding and not practice it not work on it for sure with anything you do in life you can't just go and listen to something once not take notes not review them learn how to do something only do it once and not do it again you have to take what you've learned in a private or in classes um, at a workshop festival whatever and go back and work on it. I mean, if you're dedicated and you love the dance and actually, sorry, you know, taking this rabbit hole, this rabbit trail. Uh-huh. It's actually when you 
you know, you start off dancing Kizomba and you're not as addicted because you're not having as much fun. Mm. Maybe a follow doesn't, most follows don't want to dance with you or vice versa. Most leads don't want to dance with you. Uh, we've all kind of had to go through it starting as a beginner um, and working your way up. Same with sports. You start off, you don't get put in the game as much. You don't have a great time, you know, being on the sideline. Um, so same in Kizomba and in, in our dances, you start off as a beginner and it's not as fun. But if you dedicate time to training and progressing, the better you become, literally the more fun that you have. Like it becomes amazing the amount of happiness that that you receive, that I have received, that many other people will, will speak to that they have from dancing Kizomba. Um, then just dancing, period. Awesome points, Audrey. Um, the happiness that you have on the dance floor is definitely something that, that that kind of shows itself up in different levels the more you start to progress in your dance, you know? And as you do become more intermediate, more advanced and things like that, the more you're able to express yourself, the more confidence you have, the more you're able, you're able to play with the musicality, the more you're able to connect with different kinds of partners and things like that. Um, you definitely have a lot more fun on the dance floor for sure. And with that being said, I like to go ahead and talk about recent times because, as many of you know, who knew Audi, who know Audi already, he recently moved to Dallas, Texas, and I'm based out of Austin, Texas. So we're just a couple of hours away from each other now, and that's why you were at my house party this last weekend. So <laughs> let's go ahead and talk to the audience a little bit about that. Um, I think we'll be able to do a lot of awesome things here being closer together to help lift up the scene and then not only here in texas but like overall in the u.s definitely it um has been a pleasure to um i guess change the scene and everything of course missing um i guess nashville where i was at and the people there and everything but um you know, i guess a new experience a new journey i suppose um excellent to I guess being the same state as, as as a guy like you, a dancer like you, an entrepreneur like yourself, um, and not too far away, maybe about three and a half it's hours. Definitely closer so, than so. Nashville. <laughs> definitely. Um, and yeah, definitely, I guess, thankful that the people in uh, Dallas have accepted me and, you know, kind of welcoming arms into the in, into their city and you know already having instructors there um i definitely i'm definitely a guy about um you know collaboration support trying to you know build an empire and bring things together so i definitely didn't want to give the impression of going in and trying to um run things or you know sort of try mm -hmm. to step on anybody's toes or whatnot so um as far as at the moment things are going well i just have you know, several goals, different things that I'm wanting to see happen and sort of the guidelines of how I can make them happen. That's awesome. That's awesome. We have the One um, Kids Weekender coming up in about two weeks. Yes, that is going to be excellent. I have a lot of um, the Keys family there. So that's really what makes it, you know, excellent and worthwhile. Just having, you know, my peeps and just that family and those good vibes from, from good people around you. And it'll be an honor to... Um, you know, be there as well with you to teach classes alongside with you. So it's definitely an honor. Uh, thanks to Chica and Dallas. I'm organizing the event. Um, it is the 
second one, I guess I'm going to be it. So really thankful for her and everything. So Definitely, definitely. So let's talk about just to, to kind of close out the podcast here because it's been an awesome podcast with you sharing your story and your insights and how you view your growth in, in Kizomba and how you want to grow other dancers. Um, we know that the urban side of things in the U.S. is, is kind of on the smaller side. And now when we have kind of two really talented urban dancers with yourself and myself here. And you guys will see the videos that we're posting in the show notes. We were just kind of like playing around, but it was really fun. A lot of fun. We were talking about it before the, the podcast of like kind of like the key people that we need to help grow the scene, you know, from DJs to promoters and organizers and instructors. Um, so I feel like the more instructors we get out there, the more um, we're able to kind of train students to start dancing and things like that. Because you take a look at Paris, like they have top notch DJs, top notch taxi dancers, top notch instructors. And it just they re- literally create and exist in their own bubble. Like the DJs are coming out with music. The instructors are dancing to it. People go out to the parties, the organizers are organizing festivals and socials. And so it's just like a self-sustaining kind of system going on there. Definitely. It is definitely almost exactly what you said. It's like a, a bubble, the, just the world of Kizomba that they're all living in. And um, here I would like to see sort of like sort of like France, sort of like Paris, uh, other places in Europe, to see Kizomba kind of sort of go towards being... Mm-hmm. A business almost, um, just in the sense of exactly what you said, you know, promoters, DJs, organizers, instructors, really just working on their craft like it's a business, um, being accountable to things to produce quality and well-organized uh, events, well-promoted and edited videos, instructors really working on their craft to give great knowledge, working on the pedagogy to give proper knowledge, accurate knowledge to students. And then as well, the the students as well, um, you know, receiving information, working hard, training on it, um, just trying to progress themselves. And of course, we cannot forget the DJs because of course we, me and you have talked and it's not really many, um, you know, DJs just mm-hmm. primarily focus on Kizomba to kind of make the, their craft. And uh, I understand um, that Urban Keys is not at a certain level to, for, I guess, for DJs to really just mm-hmm. profit and make a living and, you know, make it worth their while to just train and train and work on, you know, well mixing uh, Urban Keys and Kizomba at that as well, like uh, DJs in France. Um, so we really all just have to come together and continue to, to push um, I guess it's one and kind of try to not separate the scene, but, you know, grow it to where it gets to this point where just like in France, like an organizer can just organize. So, of course, if he can just organize, mm-hmm. and just focus on, you know, his craft and produce quality. And I think um, I was actually talking with a uh, friend. Um, I got actually just moved from Kiev to um, Florida, uh, Kiev, uh, Ukraine mm-hmm. to Florida. And um, Jay. Yeah, Jimmy on Hunter. Yeah, I've been seeing him in post yeah. videos. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely a pleasure to have um, him and his talent. Um, I guess in the U.S. and partnering, partnering with uh, Andrea, and you know that'd be a good couple to to look out for, as well. Um, but yeah, I was just talking with him about like I think the the true 
issue, I guess, is I think consistency. Um, I mean, he was both talking and you know as well, definitely like being in Europe that you see where it's, they consistently, the Keyzomba dancers come out. Um, and then the scene is so big, you know, when we were talking um, at your house party that if there are, you know, 100 dancers, let's just say, in a city or in, in Paris, let's just say, and hey, not all of them are going to come out on Monday, but if like you could get, you know, a good 25 or a good percentage of that to come out on Monday, and then let's just say not even, if those dancers mm-hmm. don't even come on Tuesday and a whole nother group of dancers come on Tuesday, it's like this consistent... Influx. Mm-hmm. I guess atmosphere, influx, exactly, of energy, of dancing to where the scene never dies. And I think that it's, you know, in a lot of cities, there's several people that dance Kizomba, but they're exactly what you said one day. It's like Kizomba is competing with, you know, going to the movies, going to, to bars, clubs, doing other things to where you, we know of Kizomba dancers in our cities, but the question is why don't they come out you know, for socials and everything. Of course, there is another side to it as well, to where us as organizers and um, I guess sort of the leaders of organizing events, DJing, you know, teaching, etc. we have to produce quality. Um, I believe that quality is the is another most important thing, that why would I and why should I and why should you expect me to come to your event to listen to what you have to say to learn from you if you're not producing quality and so i think a good way to grow the scene is to in my opinion what i think is you need a social um that is possibly probably Mm -hmm. at a club to where it gives you this ambiance of hey i can come here every week it's nice um it has this this come out have a good time it has a bar i'm able to chill and drink if i want to i'm able to sit down at this lounge spot or these chairs while i watch other people dance and it just has this energy in the club rather than hey i throw the social at a studio and i have two walls full of mirrors with hardwood floor and it's no really yeah for sure you know around it that doesn't make me want to come every Uh, every week and then djs are really another just most important thing because they are the heart of of the Mm -hmm. of the social of the party um they are the ones that are producing the music that we're listening to Um, a lot of people say hey this this song which is giving me life and so it's the dj that is you know dropping tracks that is controlling the energy of the room and the people there that then as well the music is giving the energy to the dancers to dance so it's sort of a combination of hey when i leave and go home and say the night was just such a great night it started with the music give me this feel this energy and then me portraying my personality and how i feel or how the music makes me feel to the person i'm dancing with to my partner etc and then you walk away saying that that was just such a great event and i think that's what um in that particular sense of organizing and different things, that's what we have to do to really grow the scene um, and keep people interested in coming out every night. And of course, is you know, mm-hmm. more people come out, then more people will come out. And people that like visit or pop their head in and they see that hey, it was 
20 it was 30 it was 40 people I, I, I'm, I'm, it was the high energy it was in the club I'm coming back next week so then more people when they pop their head and then it looks like hey it's 50 people 60 people and it did the number sure. just continues to grow definitely and I think that's what we need um, and then lastly yeah just to um, wrap this up no you're good this is why we have the podcast excellent excellent um, this is a brilliant idea as well by the way um, so big respect and props to you we have to, especially at this early stage, especially with Urban Keys being in this infancy, like we have to support. Um, you know, we sort of have this Keys family and a lot of us are kind of in tied with one another. And I just love the way that we're able to stay connected and talk and support each other and repost videos and events and post and different things because it. we really need Keys Oma to just circulate for everybody to see it. Um, it's not a, and I don't think you get far with just, hey, I'm going to just post my stuff. I'm going to work on what I have to work on and I'm going to do it myself because you need to reach other people that know people, know that know the people who are following you, let's say on Facebook. So when, For sure. you know, one of your friends shares one of your videos or events, etc., it reaches someone that you actually don't know. And so as the scene grows, it, I mean, as, um, people see different events and different things floating around the just awareness and knowledge of kizomba grows more people want to take part in it and of course hey if you're in it for the joy the dance if you're in it for the money if you're in it for this to be you know a job that you do organizing promoting dj and teaching etc the more we can all support each other and repost things and support each other financially and i've heard you talk about supporting each other in different ways and it's different elements to supporting mm-hmm. um, for sure if we can do that more people uh, what we support i mean what we share and support it reaches out to more people and it only grows and grows and gets bigger and i think it just brings joy to everyone definitely i agree 100 percent. so it's really awesome to hear your insights and have another person on board to kind of make things happen here in the U.S. and in Texas. And I'm glad that you're able to or willing to like step up into that role because it is sacrificing time. It is sacrificing income. It is sacrificing energy and things like that for um, your vision and your goal for the U.S., you know. So it's going to be awesome to have you here in Texas and collaborate and hopefully inspire more people, get more people involved, expose more people and things like that. And, and get it popping um, and kind of bridge that gap between uh, Paris and Texas. Looks like it's going to be coming the next hotspot. Hey, really? <laughs> so we're gonna need all, the, all right, Audie. Uh, we're going to need all the peoples to, to try to make their way to Texas, find jobs, live in the heat down here, etc. <laughs> nah, but I, um, but seriously, yeah, I thank you for, for all of the hard work that you've done, the, the entrepreneur mentality, the, the, drive the resiliency to you know what i guess you've been doing it for a good couple years probably three years i think yeah yeah three years and counting now we can all imagine how the scene was three years ago if we're thinking Mm -hmm. some people are saying hey it's small now so just the fact that you were you know able to grind and a lot of people don't have that in them to i guess start off trying to make i guess this urban key style of kizomba popular in the states um is is true respect it's an honor to 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 be on the show it's definitely a pleasure to to be on the same uh to be in the same state as you um 
And just quickly as well, you were, I think, the very first person uh, I took a class from when I moved uh, yeah. back to France, actually. I think it was in Charlotte, I want to say, if you remember that. Yeah, the Salle Ah, yes, the Salle uh, Salsa Bachata Festival. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, definitely a pleasure to get some move back to the U.S. And, hey, hey, I'm looking for the Kizomba, how it is in Europe, and to see that, hey, it's not, but we have, you know, someone um, you know grinding and trying to to make it make it happen uh, the same with i guess mark brewer of course you know we all know this man the myth the man uh, the the legend <laughs> all of that um but yeah he was another person that i uh, class that i took i think right after and it kind of just inspired me that hey it's, it's you know we got some good people here in the u.s that are you know grinding and trying to spread urban keys and it sort of you know as well gave me a push to i guess if i love this dance as much as i say i need to to follow suit Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking time to talk with us and our audience today. Thanks for agreeing to be a guest on the podcast. I hope people will enjoy it. And we'll see you in Dallas in a few weeks there where we'll uh, be teaching and, and DJing and all that kind of stuff and kind of throw down in Dallas, yeah? Definitely. Thank you, brother. Thank everybody for listening. And one dance. I'm ready. One dance. All right, brother. Take care. Thank you. You as well. Thank you for checking out the Dance Your Heart on Fire podcast today. Be sure to check out neokizomba.com for links to everything that we chatted about today, as well as some awesome free resources to enhance your Kizomba journey. Oh, <laughs>